Blog Talk Radio. Friday show. Oh my goodness! I don't know. Maybe you got that um, Friday feeling, Andy. I got that Friday feeling. I got the Friday feeling <laughs> deep in my heart, deep in my heart. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Andy Kimball. We got Amanda Love over in the UK, eight thousand miles away from me. I'm in Hollywood. She's at two hours outside of London, looking there at the Swanee River or whatever it is there. She's looking down at, and, uh, <laughs> and we're, we're 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 here for next hour to present. Um, I don't something. Hopefully you'll enjoy our insights and perspectives on today's news and what's going on in life, and yeah, um, and you know talk about things that we eat or things that we shouldn't eat. 
romance, <laughs> love, sex, all that good stuff. You know what I mean? Here on the Andy and Amanda Show, you're welcome to join us anytime during the next hour by calling 515-605-9888. That's how you get in touch with the show here while we're live. You can also email us at andyandamandashow at gmail.com. Now that that's all done with, you don't really have to Absolutely. Call. Now that that's, really, <laughs> now that that's uh, done with, uh, how you doing? Good, good, oh, good afternoon. Good evening. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, good afternoon to you, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. How's my internet hubby doing? All good? All good. I tell you what, I tell Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you what my, um, I told you this off, off the show last, whatever it is, last show we did Monday. And, um, yeah. and I said I'd repeat it on the show because it should be heard when I asked my, my wife. And uh, I was talking to Cornell, our show coordinator, and I said, uh, you know, we're just talking on the phone. And just, you know, my wife was in another room, and I yelled over to her. I said, hey, Sue. I said, yeah. I said, do you mind me having a, an Internet wife? And she said, I'm thankful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful. <laughs> so, so she says her thanks to you, oh. Amanda. Thank oh, you. bless her. I adore mm-hmm. her. <laughs> 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 such a funny lady. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, you know, it's, you know yeah. catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Oh, catastrophe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've known a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why, though, what a week it's been so far. I mean, it's been crazy. Like I've, um, as I said to you uh, a little earlier, um, there's been some like crazy stuff in the news with everything that's gone. Do you remember? Um, I was telling you and our listeners about Sarah Everard who went missing. Um, they, yes. Basically, yeah, yeah. I remember they, because I was reading about it and I was going to bring it up and I'm glad that you did. But oh, go ahead. Uh, some good, okay. some, something, yes, yes. Yeah, so it really but, but, disturbed but, me. It's one of those cases that disturbed yeah, me. Re- Sorry, re- get, provide a recap because a lot of folks are just joining us or don't, you know, it was a while back when we were talking about that. But uh, bring us up to speed and what exactly that story entails. So then we'll talk about yeah, what happened. Uh, yeah, no problem. So Sarah Everard was this uh, beautiful 33-year-old uh, lady who was walking back from her friend's place at roughly, I think it was about 9 o'clock in, at night. And yeah. um, her boyfriend was getting worried um, and reported her missing the next day. And uh, nobody had seen or heard from her. They went door to door asking questions, obviously, where, whereabouts. And uh, they arrested a um, police officer um, in connection. Okay, this, this guy was, um, I think he was on p- patrol for something, uh, like a, a private property or something nearby. And um, he wasn't meant to be on, on duty that night. So they, they, you know, they arrested him. They did a uh, PC Wayne Cousins, uh, his name was, and uh, so they arrested him. He, he was on suspicion of uh, kidnapping her. Blah blah blah. So it's now come to light that he's um, pleaded guilty um, for kidnapping her and raping her, um, and then dumping her body in a woodland. Um, I think which she was found on the tenth. So she went missing on the third of March. And her body was found on the 10th of March. So now he, mm. he's, he's pleaded to these, these two charges. Um, but they're, they're still looking at the evidence, um, mm-hmm. the so uh, this, medical this reports and stuff. This beautiful girl who's a marketing director of a, yeah. uh, of a company, I forget which company. But anyway, was walking, yeah. as you said, and this guy just came up and swiped her off the street or something and, and ended up well, strangling her. Well, they're a little... 
they're a little shady as to the all the exact details. Um, yeah, I think I more is going to that... come to light because they're literally just given like specifics, um, which is what they did yeah. when she went missing, and pretty much now. Um, Unbelievable. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It, you know, and to see you, this guy, you know what's interesting. You know, Here's what's interesting about that. We, we, as a matter of fact, I was talking, I think, with a bunch of people here not long ago about we've we've been having, uh, in the past month, we've had an incredible spike in shootings and mass shootings and shootings where more than one people gets killed by gun. And we were just, we're talking, you know, how often do you hear of murder, especially by gun, but any murder? Yeah. In, in the UK, it's just not. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure there are, you know, domestic violence issues and this and this. I'm sure you know you live there. Uh, you know more than I do, obviously. But it's something yeah. that you just don't hear a whole lot about. If you go to the BBC website, if you go to the London Times, you know, you go to the newspaper sites of, of UK newspapers, and you just don't see a lot of headlines about people getting killed, people being murdered there. You just, you, I'm sure no. it happens. It happens all over the world, but you just don't hear the United States. It's just it's like you scan all the major papers in every major city and you see somebody gets killed, shot, drive by shootings, this one, kids, you know, a lot of kids, moms, you yeah. know, people, innocent yeah. people in cars. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you heard about it over there, but, you know, in, in right here, not far from me on the 55, which is a highway that's uh, in Orange County, a young mom was driving her six year old son, adorable little boy named Aiden uh, to kindergarten. And um, she was switching from the uh, carpool lane to a regular lane and yeah. somebody in a Volkswagen golf vehicle, a white Volkswagen golf cut her off. And he gave wow. uh, the woman driver a gesture and the, the male passenger, a you know, male riding in the car uh, began yeah. to shoot at this, at their car. Uh, uh, bullets went through the trunk and pierced the booster seat that the six year old was occupying and shot him in the oh. stomach and he was killed. Oh, oh my goodness. And uh, that happened just, you know, a couple weeks ago. They did arrest and they found the people involved in that. The uh, 24-year-old boy and his 23-year-old girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Aside from that, I mean, I could could open up any, you know, let our listeners do it on their own. You don't need me to do that, you know. Um, But but go to any news organization. I don't care what your your favorite website, newspaper, magazine, or, or broadcast station is. And scan over the the murders that occur in this country by gun yeah. by guns, and yeah. and people say, oh, it's not the guns, it's the people. If you take the you know how often? Okay, there's no guns except you know a, a certain level of police officers and so forth in the UK and people who have them illegally, which is a huge population, but it's there. We we know that. Okay, it's not like it doesn't yeah. exist. But yeah. compare the the gun violence in this country. With every country, every other country in the world, in the entire yeah. planet Earth. And, oh, it's the people. It's not the guns. We take the guns out of their hands, and guess what happens? Or if we just make it harder to get a gun. I'm not, you know. And here's the interesting thing. In this country, we have uh, the Second Amendment, which is the right to bear arms. But, you know, um, that's not the Second Amendment. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I've got um, some statistics for you regarding the U.K., Mm-hmm. So, uh, recorded firearm offences, and this is the closest I can get to date, um, in the year ending 31st of March 2019, was a total of 6,759 firearm offences recorded in England and Wales, which was an increase of 4% back then. Um, mm-hmm. And it says on this graph that uh, violence against the person 
was 2,374, and that was with non-air firearm offences, and 411 air firearm offences. Criminal damage was Mm. 500 with none, and 1,935 with uh, air firearm. And robbery was 1,752 non-air firearm, and 35 with air firearm. So... I'm not quite sure what the difference is between a non, forgive my ignorance, a non-air firearm and the air firearm. Um, mm. That is something I need to check out. But um, So, yeah, I mean, as I said, it, it's going on illegally in this country. I dread to think what it is now, um, mm-hmm. what the statistics are now, but that would be uh, another interesting fact to find out. Because, you know, that's something that does concern me. In this country, there's been over 40,000 firearm-related deaths. Yeah. You go back to 2019, it was 39,707. The low was 2,000 when it went down to 28,663 people died from firearms. I feel like I'm reading wow. COVID deaths here. These are people who, yeah. who were killed by, by guns, you know. Um, yeah. it, it, unbelievable. And the, uh, you know, even the age, you know, 20 to 34 um, is, is the dominant, you know, age range yeah. of people being, being killed. Um, but yeah. it's just, you know, compare that with what you just with what you just said. Um, yeah. The I mean, Second I Amendment. I expected it to be higher. Sorry, go Yeah, on. yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to I go back to, to the Second Amendment for men in, this, in this country, which was uh, ratified in 19... 19 I almost said 1971. Hmm. <laughs> 1790... 17, yeah, stay tuned. The Andy and Amanda Show. Okay, Andy, get your facts straight. 1791 by the U.S. Congress, which... Uh, uh, which where this amendment was born, and the text of the Second Amendment, to be precise and exact, reads, "quote A well-regulated militia." Now let's let's talk about that for a second. A well-regulated militia. We didn't have police forces and armies and 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 CIA's and Homeland Securities and FBI's and Secret Service and you know blah 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 then right so. Mm-hmm. A, a militia, a group, you, you know, remember the Westerns where, the, where the, the, the sheriff would round up people in the town and form a posse and go get the bad guys? A militia, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right, right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. All right. Again, a well-regulated militia. Not a person who can keep a, an, an, an aircraft rifle in his, or whatever you call it, a, a attack, an assault weapon, an AR-15 in his, in his garage, right? Yeah. We're talking about a well-regulated militia being necessary to secure a free state. In other words, to protect the state. The right of the people wow. to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Nowhere, or you tell me if I'm wrong, where does it say in that, what I just read, and that is the text of the Second Amendment. That is the text. Where does it say that anybody can just keep a gun? Wow. You tell me where that is in there, folks. 515-605-9888. Give me a call. Yeah. Give us a call. This Let has us been know. argued so many times as well about the amendments yeah. and um, the guns. It, it, and, uh, I, I would like a textual description, in other words, by email, of your interpretation of the Second Amendment if it's different from what I just said. If, if it's not what I just read, you tell me what it is. You tell me where in that Second Amendment, anywhere, yeah. in, and I'll read it again. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yeah. The framers of I'd this. I'd be interested to hear that. Very interested. Bill of Rights, 
it, it would. They adopted the wording of the amendment from nearly identical clauses in some of the original 13 state constitutions. In other words, the wording in each individual state at the time there were 13 of them had was almost identical to what was adopted to be the Second Amendment, state by state by state by state. See, during the Revolutionary War era, militia referred to groups of men who banded together to protect the communities and towns and colonies and Eventually, of course, they all became states. So once the United States declared its independence from Great Britain <coughs> in 17... <laughs> yeah, I've heard it all before, Andy. I've heard it all before. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> See, the thing is, many people in America, I think, at the time, believed governments used soldiers to oppress the people and thought that the federal government should only be allowed to raise armies with full-time paid salaried soldiers, you know, like we have to say, when facing yeah. foreign adversaries. For all of the purposes they believed, it should turn part-time militias or ordinary civilians using their own weapons. Because again, they, they didn't, you know, they had state militias. They had groups of people, like sometimes characterized in the old Western movies that we see and so forth, right? Um, yeah. But as militias have proven insufficient, obviously, against yeah. the Brits, the Constitutional <laughs> Convention gave the new federal government the power to establish a standing army even in peacetime. Wow. That's what happened. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. So so it doesn't say, you know, and then we get into, why does anybody have an, an assault weapon designed to kill? Well, you and I talked about this. God, I don't know, a mm-hmm. lot of times. Wh- yeah. Why does somebody need to have an AR-50, whatever, 15 and, and, and you know, various assault-type weapons? in the garage and living with to stare at them. You're going to go out and hunt with them. You need to kill deer with one. They're designed to kill people. That's what they're designed for to maim and kill. Yeah, this is true. So I think, so yeah, we, it makes people yeah, go ahead. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that we, as citizens of this country, have the ability and the power to say, let's dive into the second amendment and exercise what it really states, which does not give, it, it doesn't, Here's the thing. It doesn't say that anybody can have a firearm. You know, there's no amendment that says you can't have a firearm. Yeah. It yeah. says a well-regulated militia being, should, should not be refringed. But at the same time, there's no wording that says you can't do that. Right. Huh. So this is one of these deals as we dive into it here on the Andy Mender Show. <laughs> where <laughs> yes. if we really read into it. The right to bear a firearm regarding and pertaining to what's written in the Second Amendment is true but not accurate. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But not accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess that's why it's so debated. And when you have a organization like the NRA that is so powerful that it has so many politicians in their pockets, provides so much money to back certain political causes and campaigns. It's difficult, and they, they want everybody, you know, hey, go out, you know, they're presenting everybody has a gun. Hey, it's I, my right to have a gun. Yeah. What, where, where are the Second Amendment to say you have the right to have a gun, Mr. Senior, Mr., uh, what do you call it, isolated uh, private citizen? Where, where does it say that you can have a gun? Now, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Where does it say that individual citizens should have, can't have guns? Doesn't say that. Doesn't say that. No. No, it's interesting actually to mm-hmm. hear what the the big boys would argue on that. Um, yeah. Regarding the amendment, because I, like like I said a little earlier, 
this this argument has been brought forth so many times from people and someone's always got a, a clever way to, to argue it. And I don't mean that disrespectfully um, because everyone's got their own take on it. Um, but, you know, legally speaking, mm-hmm. how they could interpret that for their own benefit. I mean, you yeah. know, the, the, the people who are providing these weapons, they're selling these weapons, you know, government are backing this clearly and mm-hmm. so you know money money talks right and I, I know i've said this about previous things on the show before but mm-hmm. money talks mm-hmm. and it's such a huge industry and that will not just disappear because it's funding so many things and that's that's so sad and all these people are, are dying you know and and I, I can't imagine it ever being taken away and I, you know the people would be in uproar um in your country being denied that right, that their freedom to do such things has been taken away. That they, I guess, people who want to be violent will find other ways to be violent, um, and those who will protect themselves will find other ways to protect themselves. You know, um, yes. there's all sorts of ways to protect ourselves that we don't need guns. However, I, I understand mm-hmm. that if somebody's coming at you with a gun, you stand a better chance of survival if you shoot them first before they shoot you. Sure, I get that. And yeah. it was the state of the country is in. You need I, that protection, and I get that too. But something has to be done somewhere to yeah. change this. Surely, yeah. for the better. Yeah, and something can it's get, be done. It's getting sure. way out of it's gotten out of hand. It's just gotten crazy. Yeah. It's just gotten you know. Yeah, you know it's we're, so we're, we're Amanda and I are out to uh, our missions to solve the problems of the world, which we obviously can't do. But at least we can speak about them and raise them <laughs> as voices of concern here, and that's what we do here on the ND and Amanda Show. And again, you can join our program by dialing five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. We'd love to hear your opinions, your thoughts, your ideas on anything, on anything, on your relationship, on on your on the coronavirus, on politics, on Joe Biden, on. Uh, Donald Trump's emergence. We should, oh, you know what we should do? Speaking of Donald Trump's emergence. What's that? Mm, mm. I happen to have. He's out speaking. Or at least he did speak. <laughs> Shut the fuck He's always up. speaking about something. He's always speaking about something. <laughs> um, yes, we have, um, and I think somehow we got it, but we have a, a, a little... Um, Speech here, I think, somewhere that he he he's out speaking again. You know, Trump Trump is out doing it to it one more time. He's out speaking, and right. um, you know, he's saying how the country is uh, falling apart before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I don't see mm-hmm. how that's happening, but okay. Let's take a listen, and uh, through uh, we had to get this uh, delivered a special way here, and it slightly altered his voice. I think we'll see. Uh, but due to technology, we're able to decipher and, and hear exactly what he had to say. But take a listen. This is this is the former president of the United States. Gathered tonight, our country is being destroyed before our very own eyes. Crime is exploding. Police departments are being ripped apart and defunded. Can you believe that? Defund our, is that good politics? Defund our police. Number one, it's bad for our country. But think of it. Defund our police. You know, I've long said. They're probably they're vicious, they're violent, they, in many cases, hate our country, and they have bad policy. Now, the bad news from our standpoint, they stick together. They don't have some of the people like we have, where they go on their own and they do what they have to do. They stick together. 
And that's the one thing they have. They stick together. But their policy is so bad. And uh, we're going to have a tremendous 2022, just like we did, frankly, 2020. Think of it. More votes than any sitting president in the history of the United States by far. We had a great election. Bad things happened, but we had a great election. But they're starting to heal. The media, the Democrats, and the so-called experts are now finally admitting what I first said 13 months ago. The evidence demonstrates that the virus originated in a Chinese government lab. Couldn't say it. You couldn't say it. And Dr. Fauci, who I actually got along with, he's a nice guy. He's a great promoter, you know. Not a great doctor, but he's a hell of a promoter. He's a fine doctor, and it has not yet been proven that the coronavirus was uh, originated in a lab. That speculation has not been proven. Almost every issue, and he was wrong on Wuhan and the lab also, very wrong. And we ended the payments, you know, they were started in 2014, and then uh, I can tell you Mark Meadows came in, and I talked to him, and I, he saw what I saw, and I said, what the hell's going on? When did that start? Started in... 2014 and we ended it our administration ended it but generally speaking i went the opposite way of dr fauci what he was saying for instance fauci said do not close our borders to china and 590,000 people died later he said i made the right decision and saved thousands and thousands of lives he said it was the right decision but he did not want to close that border I said, wait a minute, there's tremendous infection over there. We can't let this happen. And we closed it. And I think we saved hundreds of thousands of lives. You remember the number was 2.2 million people in our country who were expected to die. Fauci said powerfully at the beginning, no masks. You remember that? No, masks don't work, masks don't work. And then he went into masks, and then he became a radical masker. I would call it, <laughs> if you have three, if you have four, get a pair of goggles also, ideally. And let's wear them for another five or six years. And But Fauci has perhaps never been more wrong than when he denied the virus and where it came from. The time has come for America and the world to demand reparations and accountability from the Communist Party of China. We should all declare within one unified voice that China must pay. They must pay. The 2020 presidential election, that election, the 2020 presidential election was by far the most corrupt election in the history of our country. There's never been anything like this. It was the safest, the most accurate, the most secure election in our country's history. It was the third world country election like we've never seen before. Look at what took place. I want to congratulate, by the way, Republican state senators in Arizona and other places for their great work that they are doing in exposing this fraud. And maybe, again, I have nothing to do with the Arizona situation. They're doing it. The state Senate of Arizona, because they are so many discrepancies, so many problems.
It was done three times. It was recounted three times, three independent organizations. Most of those organizations uh, com were composed of Republican officials and senators and secretaries of state and found to be very accurate. Maybe not. And now they're looking at it in Pennsylvania and they're looking at it in Georgia and they're looking at it in many other states because they're saying, you know, the same things happened to us. That election will go down as the crime of the century, and our country is being destroyed by people who perhaps have no right to destroy it. I don't know. Can you hear any more of this? I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's more. There's more. Well, I mean, but... he's jumping to um, major conclusions, then, isn't he? He's basically hearing what's being reported in the media about... Um, that virus coming from the lab because as I mentioned on the show the other day that's what was in the news about that the whistleblower yeah. um, talking about that so that's been brought to light again and he's now using that as a great tactic to to win people over again uh, that yeah. is clear but I'm, yes. I, I don't see what he sees am I am I missing something well let's see if I want to put him back put him back in and see if he doesn't have a light here well, I guess it's human nature. But we can't let our country be run by that kind of human nature, can we? Zuckerberg, it's another beauty. This is the way he talks. But they say they may allow me back in two years. No, I'm, not, uh, I'm not too interested in that. They may allow me back in two years. We got to stop that. We can't let it happen. So unfair. They're yeah, shutting down an entire group. Right. Not just me. They're shutting down the voice of a tremendously powerful, in my opinion, a much more powerful. Shutting down his voice. Thank God. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. So uh, Trump's wow. got some issues. Let's start drive right into this guy. One lie after another lie after another lie after another lie. He has not stopped. And um, you know what we're seeing is, you know, right now, in, as we've talked about here with the. Um, um, New York Attorney General, the district, the lower Manhattan district. Um, they yeah. have his tax returns and they are, you know, doing things, you know, they're doing things. They're hugging and kissing. I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for them, I say. I say good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Oh my God! You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just craziness. This is, I, I mean, that view nobody is the right one. To, Thank you. Yes. See, Amanda, you're nobody right on. Nobody expected him to go down and stay down, really, did they? With Trump, mm -hmm. I mean, he, he was always going to keep coming back at us. But I would be really shocked if he comes back in. Really shocked. But he's not that what might leave him. in the minds of some of our viewers and listeners uh, a connotation of uh, which uh, would be inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole COVID thing that um, Biden's been dealing with, he's very much sorted things there in the U.S. in you know trying to keep everybody happy and tackling the the virus head on. Whereas with Trump, um, you know, it was just chaos all the time with it. And you know, some people could argue, well, okay, so yeah, just like any other president that comes after somebody else leaves there, you know, it's easy for them to tie up ends of something that, you know, the previous president was struggling with. I don't know. I don't know so much. Um, I think Biden's done an amazing job. For that. No. No, 
no, no, no, no. no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, let's see if we have... Yeah. Um... The district attorney's office has millions of pages of documents. Yeah, this, this one, I'm going to play it in a second. The, uh, let me just rehash that. We were just talking about, you know, uh, obviously Nixon's very accurate comments regarding our, our what we have to say here on the show. I think he's right, he's right on board. You know, we've, we've reached out to Nixon before, and he's, he's been very good, very supportive, you know, I think, from yeah. where he is. Yeah, very good. Yeah. We thank him for that. Um, but what we had played uh, was, of course, Trump out there um, uh, talking about the country falling apart and, and Wuhan and, and the, what a bad doctor Fauci is. Good guy, but lousy doctors, what he said. The election being corrupt and the, the worst in history regarding its, its uh, the calculation of the votes, which has all been debunked. And he's out there talking about it again. But he has some issues. He has some issues, and that's what needs to be addressed. That's what, that's what those people who are applauding need to hear, this. So I guess the easiest way to explain it is to put it into an example, and that would be assuming that it's like um, a, a small bank. Donald Trump would be the president of the bank. Alan Weisselberg would be the branch manager, and Jeff McConney would be the teller. Every single transaction that was done in and out uh-huh. of any of the banking went through Jeff McConney. He worked specifically and directly for Alan Weisselberg. The only person that can sign off on any of that would be Donald himself, and it would come through Alan's desk, which is why I said that every single transaction went through Alan's desk, but they were then keyed in or out of the bank accounts through Jeff McConney. It's not good news. It's not good news for Donald. It's not good news for the Trump organization. And it's definitively not good news for Alan Weisselberg. And here's the reason why. Everybody stays tough. You want to stay on message, which is what Donald is telling them to do, until such time as they drop the bomb on you, meaning whether for me it was the SDNY, this case it'll be the district attorney or the attorney general, whether it's for Jeff McConney or for Alan Weisselberg. You see, the problem is, that they have so much documentary evidence right now in their possession that no matter what lies you try to promote, it's, it's going to be met with resistance because there's documents that show the exact opposite. And, of course, if you lie to them, then you're going to get hit with another violation and it's another crime. So things aren't really looking very good for you know Trump, for Weisselberg, or even Jeff McConaughey at this moment. Remember... Donald was very smart in terms of listening to the one person I think his entire life he actually listened to all the time, and that was Roy Cohn, when he said to Donald, make sure that you have no fingerprints on anything, which is why Donald never had an email address. But then again, what's the big deal? The document is the document, and the fact that they sent it to me or they sent it to Rona Graff or they sent it to Alan Garten or to Alan Weisselberg or whoever in the company. It makes no difference. It's all about, hey, take this to Donald. Ask him what he thinks. You would take it to Donald. He'd tell you what he thought. Then you would do what he was, you were told to do, to go see whoever else you needed to see. And that's how the transactions work there. Every single transaction, from the acquisition of a pen all the way to the acquisition of a piece of property, all had to be approved by Donald first. So what we're talking about, what we're talking about is the fact that 
the Trump Organization went to uh, bank loan institutions and presented uh, a set of financials which disagreed with the set of financials that turned into the IRS. And the, both of those individually are felonies. And uh, yeah, and there and right and of course we've talked and we've it's been noted and everybody knows at this point that a grand jury panel has been convened and uh, they will bring appropriate witnesses. They will be there's no uh, there's no defense counsel in a grand jury hearing. They they you know the, the the district attorneys control everything they have at the witnesses with no rebuttal from a defense. And yeah. it's uh, and if you lie to a grand jury, if you lie in court anywhere, but if you lie to a grand jury, the penalties are severe. And um, they've already subpoenaed um, uh, 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 Jeff McKinney, who is the uh, who works under Weisselberg, who worked under Weisselberg, worked or does work. I think he does work. He's still there, yeah, (laughs) at the Trump Organization. Um, As as Michael Cohen, of course, we know Michael Cohen was uh, the fixer for Donald Trump, his former uh, confidant and and attorney, the guy who passed the one hundred thirty thousand dollar payment from Donald Trump over to Stormy Daniels. Why would he pay for a porn star one hundred thirty thousand dollars just to be just for kindness? Come on. (laughs) Anyway, um, really, yeah. And so that. you know, there's all sorts of things. Uh, we have a caller here. Let's let's see who this caller is. Give me a second. Let's uh, see who this is. Ba-da-da. All right, we're there. Hello, Lisa. Hey, Lisa's Andy, on. how are you? Doing great. Hey. You're on, You're on hey, Andy Lisa. and Amanda program. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm good, darling. How are you? I'm great, love. I figured I'd call in. I had a few minutes to hang out with you guys this afternoon. Oh, bless you. It's nice to have you on the show, sweetheart. Everything going good at your end? Yeah, everything's great. I have my fire pit done, so I'm ready to toast some marshmallows. Oh, oh I love awesome. it. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. You throw some our way, <laughs> won't you? <laughs> there you go. Some wine and some marshmallows. There we go, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I love marshmallows. I love barbecues. I love camping. I love the fire pits, the whole thing. You know, I... Oh yeah. yeah, fire pits are epic. They are absolutely epic. I could spend hours in front of a fire. Just so much fun. And something very enchanting about a fire, right? Definitely. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so I, so we're having this uh, conversation here about, um, of course, again about Donald Trump. Now, I, you know, it just came up because he's back <laughs> in the news again. Oh, you know, uh, we, did, we yeah. didn't force that. He's back in the news. We talk about what's in the news, and unfortunately, very unfortunately, he's back in the news again. I thought we were done with this guy. You know, the theme of the show is we started with the great rendition of If I Had My Way by Peter, Paul, Mary, um, is <laughs> If I Had My Way. And, and you know, when you look at – if you look at uh, former presidents where they ran two terms, you know, eight years or were voted out after one term – after they uh, uh, resumed their life as a citizen, they pretty much took a back seat. They, you know, they they go about their business. They write their memoirs. They fund their libraries, whatever it might be. And they have very little commentary regarding what the what the um, administration that succeeded or you know uh, took office after their uh, term uh, was doing, and and rightfully so out of respect, you know. And uh, and there's Donald Trump out there campaigning like he's still campaigning. The election's over, you know that the election was stolen, that the country's falling apart before our very eyes, that, that uh, he won the election. It's a big, you know, uh, and promoting this, this lie that you're ready for this. Three in 10 Republicans somehow believe that he's going to be reinstated by August. 
Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Now, I, I, now, here's what I feel about that. Here's how I feel about polls in general. First of all, if you believe polls, Hillary Clinton would have won in 2016, right? Okay. Mm. So I, I have never, and maybe Lisa let me know, and Amanda, you let me know as well. Uh, I've never been polled. Nobody called me and said, first of all, if you're a Republican and if you are, do you believe that, that Trump is going to be um, you know, reinstated? And I don't know anybody who ever was. So, so when you say three in ten – is it, you know, I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I refuse, I could be wrong, but I refuse to believe that the percentage of Americans is indeed that stupid. Well, that's where you get into conspiracy territory, isn't it? Because uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there'll be many people who say, well, those statistics can easily be manipulated um, when it comes to, you know, kind of like a backhander making things happen within government. You know, I think we, as a people, tend to watch so many movies, and in so many movies, there's always that conspiracy within government of making things happen, you know, to make uh, the government more powerful and uh, things to work out for them. And I'm sure many, many people have that idea of how government is and and operates that way today. But whether that's true or not, I'm not going to put that out there because I kind of sit on the fence of everything. I'm one of those open-minded people and I don't like to say and stand firmly in one place or the other. I like to view life from an open perspective. That way it keeps everything interesting for me and um, just allows me to observe the facts from a more grounded place. So, you know, you'll have those people argue that, that, yeah, those statistics can easily be manipulated. However, whether they are or not, I don't know. But, you know, when we were talking about this, Andy, that's a classic example of, are they? Are they being yeah. manipulated? Yeah. Is it accurate? Um, it just doesn't seem very logical. It doesn't. I mean, there, no. there is no provision. It, it, there's no possibility. There is no platform for a yeah. former president to be reinstated who lost an election. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It yeah. is impossible, 100% impossible for that to happen. Yeah. So where does this come from? Somehow the, the votes, mm-hmm. the, uh, 7 million votes are going to be turned around, and suddenly you're going to see them all, all in, in Trump's favor, and it was all rigged, and, and the voting machines were all corrupt, and, and all these people really didn't vote for, for Joe Biden. They all vote for Donald Trump. I mean, it, this Donald Trump yeah. has the, mo- the, the most unfavorable popularity ratings or among the most unfavorable popularity ratings in our nation's history of any president we've ever had in yeah. the tank, in yeah. the tank, right? So those numbers – and he knew of those numbers going into it. He knew – that those numbers were not in his favor way in advance of the election. So what does he do? He starts the big lie. Nobody else did. It came from him. Hey, the only yeah. way the Democrats are going to win is if they, if they steal this election, if this election is, is rigged. He started this whole thing because yeah. he saw the numbers, and he realized that your chances of his re-election were very slim to none. Way out. He's not a stupid yeah. guy. Well, yeah, that's subject to interpretation. He's not a stupid guy. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, right? he does come across as a bit of a clown, but yes, he's very he knows what he's doing. He knows, he knows what, he's, what doing. he's doing. And he yeah. knew that his numbers were absolutely <laughs> right down there. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere I wouldn't want to be. <laughs> yeah. So so he so he started this whole deal. Um and 
And it's still and Biden won the election, and it was no surprise. It was no surprise that Trump was going to lose. It was widely publicized. All the polls, every single poll except Trump's own poll, every yeah. single poll, way before the election, way out in advance the election, said yeah. that Trump was going to lose. Now, again, if you go back to 2016, and you kind of say, well, they said the same thing about Hillary was going to win. Right. And, 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 that, was, and that was why she lost, by the way. That was why okay. she lost. Because every poll said there's no way Trump's going to win this thing, so people didn't vote. Ah, I don't know. I got home late from work, a little tired. Yeah, a little yeah. rainy out there. Yeah, stand in line. Yeah, you know, Hillary's got this deal. And bam, the return out was horrible, and Trump got in. We wow. did that. Trump didn't do it. Trump didn't put himself in office. We did that. We yeah. did it. And, and come tw- though, isn't it, as well? Yeah. And, and come 2020, yeah. we had, and we made it possible. This country, the people who we put in office, made it possible for everybody and encouraged everybody to vote. We're going to make it possible for everybody. Whether you vote for Trump or Biden or, for, or your local or your regional elections, of course, there's, there's other elections going on besides the presidential election, right? We're going to make it very, especially with, with the coronavirus hanging over our shoulders, right? We're going to make it work for everybody. You can vote. Open up, the, you can vote early. We're going to open up the, you know, vote by mail, uh, ballot boxes, every, and, and, and all the returns were so heavily scrutinized, were so heavily investigated, were recounted where need be, and it was, it was determined by our own Department of Justice and others, and Supreme Court, and local courts, and state courts, and federal courts, and wherever, everybody. Yeah. Said, you know what? Yeah. There is no evidence of fraud. There is no evidence of this election being uh, fictitious. Biden did win this election by a lot, by Trump's own definition of a landslide. That's how much Biden won this election. And now they're going out and saying, no, he didn't. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, uh, it still feels like I'm in some sort of theatrical play with all of this, mm. because I can't believe this is still going on with Trump. You know, Biden's got in. I, I still feel like we're part of uh, the past with it mm-hmm. all. You know, I don't feel like we're making much progress in that sense. Yeah, Biden's ta- Biden is taking us forward in so many ways. He's uh, advancing the country in so many ways. And hats off to him because he's doing a marvelous job. Um, but I, I can't believe we're still caught up in this this whole parade. I that, can't either. You know. No. What about you, Lisa? I agree with you, Amanda. I'm wondering myself, as I'm listening earlier, why are we even talking about Trump? I mean, previous presidents, as Andy said, they just went off and write, write their memoirs of go play golf. Yeah. But, I mean, eight months later, and we're still hearing about Donald Trump? Seriously? Here's, this is out of the Trump campaign. This is why. This is why. We are executing uh, on our plan. <laughs> okay. What plan okay. is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh, Trump's still playing uh, golf, right? <laughs> he hasn't given that up. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, anyway, moving right along. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it so, seems like I'm constantly attacking the guy. I mean, I've said this before, time and time again. Our Trump fans out there, you know, please understand that we respect his, you know, his motivation and his determination. Sure, but. We don't respect him in the way he's kind of manipulated and screwed things up within the system. I apologize, mm-hmm. Andy, if I'm speaking for you, darling. Um, no, but you're, just, you're you know, doing such well, a good job of it. Yes. Oh, you're thank right. you. Past you're conversations, right. you know. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do that for my internet hubby. I apologize. My sometimes he speaks for me too. So it goes really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I just play also. Uh, anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a very no. familiar sound. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> One that I don't get to hear too much of. It. No, anyway. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> hey. Here I come. Yeah. Save the day. Yeah, we need, well, I need it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I you for that. I think you're good at that too, Andy. Yeah. What exactly am I good at? That's a question you should oh. ask China. I tried. Well, I could I could list many things you're good at, Andy. Oh. Are you ready to blush? Oh my goodness! There it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys! I gotta tell you, we're still mm. in chaos over here with this whole COVID thing. You know, have you, have you guys heard about what's happening here with the COVID? Do, do tell. I heard it. Catch us up. The cases are, are rising above a thousand again in the UK. Jeez. Um, so they're calling that Indian variant now the Delta variant, you know, giving it powerful name Delta. It's the Delta variant. And it's coming to kick your ass. Sorry. No, it isn't. No, sorry. Um, so... Yeah, we've got over a thousand cases and uh, they've dropped the, the ages to have vaccinations and they're concerned about bringing us completely out of lockdown. So I think delaying the inevitable on June 21st is going to be a thing. And um, so they're pushing testing, of course, um, in various parts of England and stuff like that. So we're going to see what what happens with that. Um, I, it's going to get worse. Boris Johnson predicted it. He said we're going to have a third wave because of summer, of course, with the heat and everything like that. And Andy knows more about the scientific side of that. But we all know as well, different temperatures at different times of year. The flu is classic sign for, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. having more of the flu at certain times of the year. So I think this is this has been inevitable for the UK, but they're trying to get on top of it as much as they can. And there's been talk about the US um, having more cases of this variant as well. So yeah. I think they're, they're going to have to be careful there. Um, but, yeah, so we're, we're trying to be very vigilant um, and try to play this, come out of lockdown very safe. And we just want it all over and done with already. I mean, we do. Here, ah. Here's the interesting statistic. In the U.K., I mean, in your backyard there, mm-hmm. today, as of the last hour, what was that? That would have been uh, 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. your time. Um, mm. It was 7,540 new cases. In the UK alone. Wow. Today. Today. Okay. However, six new deaths. Six. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's still small in, numbers, but it's increasing. Yeah. The amount of cases is what we have to look at because the unfortunately, yeah. that death rate will increase with the new cases, but at a much lower percentage rate than it had previously because of the because. First of all, because of masks, and no, no. First of all, because of the vaccine, and more people are being more vigilant regarding the um, the masks. But in the United States um, today, mm. there's three thousand eight ninety-eight. Listen again, U.S. today, seven, excuse me, U.K. today, U.K. today. All right, seven thousand five hundred forty. In the U.S.A., three thousand eight ninety-eight. Just what you're saying, Amanda, and the numbers support what you just said. Yeah. 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 
It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Joanne, do you have to no, be careful? Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. I was going to ask, in, in California there, are the majority of people not wearing masks? Or I know it's if you're not vaccinated, but you don't know who's vaccinated. So I know here in North Carolina... I'd say at least 50% people are not wearing masks. I don't know if that means they're vaccinated or not. Yeah, here's um, here's the deal, I think. And, and I think this is pretty much prevalent across the United States and several places around. It, just what Amanda said, we're, people are, are tired of this. We're done. You know, is this real? Can we just forget about this? Can we make this go away? And we're seeing a lot of people loosen up what they would normally be doing to protect themselves and thereby protecting others, of course. Um, but here's the thing in California, like what you're just asking, Lisa, there, I don't wear a mask outside anymore. When I get outside of my car, I do not put on a mask until I go indoors into the, into the business, which usually is a sign on the door that says mask required. Um, restaurants, uh, are open, uh, to a limited capacity indoor dining and, and patios are all over the place. And it's kind of neat how all these patios expanded into the streets and sidewalks. Kind of charming, actually. Uh, June 15th. California is supposed to open up 100%. Now, if a business requires that somebody to walk into that privately owned business, they can require you to wear a mask or you can't go in. And that's up to the business. Um, I'm vaccinated. I was in the first round. I got vaccinated back in January, second, uh, second vaccination, February 11th, two weeks after that, bam, I'm considered, you know, I'm, I'm done. Here's the interesting thing about that. And most, by the way, California is leading the way in terms of vaccinations. Most of the population in California is vaccinated. It's pretty cool what's happening here. Leave it to, leave, leave it to the most, leave it to the, the fifth largest economy in the world, this one state where I live, California, to lead the way. Yeah. Now, um, there are pockets of people who say, it's my right not to wear a mask. It's my right not to get a vaccine. My, my right to go uh, infect other people. Yeah, you're right. As I, as we said in the in the last show, I remember listening to this in the last show as I listened to it, um, and they said, uh, "Hey, also, buddy, uh, you know, a gal, man, whatever, um, you can go into an airplane. Who says it's not your right to light up a cigarette in an airplane, smoke a cigar in a restaurant? You can't do it, and you don't do it, do you? Right? You can't That's wear a mask, but you don't. Right? Okay. So, uh, yeah. but this is about okay. If you want to risk your life and and get infected and perhaps and get very sick." and or die, how about those around you? Do you care about them at all that you can infect somebody and maybe not even come down with symptoms and still carry this, spread it to somebody else, they could get sick, they could spread it to somebody else. But you know, this isn't anything new. This has been going on for a year. It's nothing new what I'm saying right now. Right? Yeah. We all know this. Okay. Yeah. So, so given that, though, um, we, are, we are falling short of the president's uh, hopes and desires that we hit that 70% mark on July, by, on or before July 4th. We're going to fall short of that. Uh, and I think we're in the 60 percentiles right now and the 63, but at least people have gotten one vaccine on the way to the second one. Um, but we will not hit that 70 percent mark by July 4th. Uh, we will hit it just a little later, you know. And, and what happens on that 70 percent mark is we have enough of the community, enough of the population to put in process what that what's called herd immunity, where we have where the this 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 virus that spreads from person to person just has nowhere to go. It's got nowhere to go, and it, and it dissipates yeah. over time. With so many people are immune to this thing, it it can bounce around all at once like a ping pong ball or or one of those uh, what do you call those games where you pull the thing and you uh, what do you call the game you pull the thing and the ball goes around and you hit the flippers. 
Oh, pinball machines. Are these fucking Thank you. people kidding me? <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say like a bowling alley. No, 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 no. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I can see like, the logic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but imagine, imagine the, the, the virus being, uh, the little ball in the, in the, in the pinball machine getting batted around. Boom, boom, boom. And it can't go anywhere. Boom, 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 boom. Got nowhere to go. Everybody's immune. And it just slowly fizzles out or, you know, the interesting thing is a couple months ago, a month ago, they're saying, Hey, there's new statistics that say this vaccine can last six months. I'm like, wait, 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 back up a bit, back up. I thought when this vaccine was introduced, you get a vaccine, you get your second dose. That's before the J&J vaccine. You get your second dose and you're good. They didn't say it was good for, for a matter of months. They said you're good. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and now, they're saying, now they're saying six months? Well, yeah, it was science. Cool, going CDC? back, that it was just three months, that, which is crazy. Yeah. So it's yeah. been... It's, it's like they didn't really tell us what was going on, or maybe they just didn't know how long it lasted until enough testing yeah. had, had taken place. I don't know. Wait for CDC. Uh, six okay. months or more. Okay, well, but they don't know for sure. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know for sure. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. They're going to be regular shots, whatever it is, definitely. Yeah. But getting back to what Lisa was saying is that, yes, fewer people are wearing masks. A much larger percentage of the population is uh, is vaccinated. And you might be seeing the result of that, Lisa, when you when you, in in the Carolinas. Carolinas were being and and the South in general was being stubborn about wearing masks and about being vaccinated. So um, that's because uh, you're a Trump country. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know. They got flags flying with Trump 2020 still in people's yards, and I'm like, really? Can oh you take god. that flag down, please? Oh my god. Oh you know, wow. Wow. Yeah. In the South, South Carolina, Carolina, Georgia, all the same. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. North South Carolina, definitely. Mm. Wow. Um, you stick in the age range of 65 to 74, 26,131,234, or 82.73%. Fully vaccinated, and this is just this age range, 65 to 74, 26,133,234, Fully vaccinated, and this is just this age range, 65 to 74, 72.43. So in that age range by itself, we've exceeded Joe Biden's hopes in the 65 to 74. If you go down to, let's just say 25 to 39, 36.78, fully vaccinated. 40 to 49, 45% of the population. 50 to 54, 56% of the population. 75% older, 70% of the population. We're seeing increasing numbers in the 18 to 24 range, 30%. 16 to 17 kids, 24%. 12 to 15 year olds, it's down there around 5%. But we're, these numbers right. are great. These numbers are great. And let's look at 40 to 49, big percent of the population, 45%. Both, right? In one vaccine, yeah. which means they're on the way to get the second one, right? 55%. Yeah. So that's the number I like to look at. They're, they, you know, within a couple of weeks, they're going to get that second dose. So yeah. will we be behind uh, Biden's uh, hopes and, and desires a little bit, you know, a little bit, but yeah. not far. We're on our way. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, we're on our way out, man. We uh, are. We're wow. on our way out. Uh, Lisa, thank you for calling in. Uh, don't be a stranger. And, you know, uh, I'm sorry for ranting and raving, but there's headlines that we, we, don't, we don't make the news. We report on what the news is and talk about it. And unfortunately, these things are in the news. Gun control, Trump. 
you know, uh, coronavirus, vaccines. Um, that's what's in the news. And sometimes we Hell. do disregard the news. And we've had shows where we just don't talk about it. I kind of like in those shows, but, you know, at least once a week, you've got to throw in the news. And that's usually the Wednesday show. Uh, yeah. So, um, so thank everybody for, for chiming in. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us. And, and, and uh, we're back Friday. We're, we're, we're all, later, man. You thank know, you, Priya, for calling in. Take care, sweetie. All right, Andy, you call. too. I'll talk to you later. Thanks so much. Thanks bye. for your call. Always welcome. You're always welcome to call. Thank you. And okay, we'll love, be, bye, um, bye. Bye-bye Bye. Now. Take care. We'll be back with you folks again on Friday, same time, same channel, wherever you listen to this podcast from, or if you listen to us live on Block Talk Radio, uh, thank you for listening to our show. And like Lisa, Absolutely. you can call in 515-605-9888 on our Friday show where we promise not to talk about the news unless we really have to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> damn straight. God damn it. Uh, and, and let's keep this, uh, let's keep the theme. If I had my way for Friday's show, what would the world look like? If I had Ooh. my way, I would tear this. Hey, you and I should do that as a duo. We should like open a show with you and I singing that tune. That will scare everybody away right away, at least from my end. And, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I could. I'm more than capable. <laughs> you are capable. I'm not. You are. Hey, no, I, mean, I got to tell you something away. real quick. Yeah, I yes. got some band members coming up to talk to, to, to come to my house. We're we're going over some things. That amazing band. Real quick, uh, you know, every, you know, I'm a musician. That's what I really do. And, and Amanda is an amazing composer. If I had half the talent she does, I'd probably be, you know, at least oh, hosting Lawrence Walk Show. You no, do have the talent. Be. But um, I love how you say that. Oh, Andy, I love that. Anyway, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could just, I could just listen to that. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, um, really, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So uh, I showed up to the venue where this amazing group of musicians have, have assembled on the on the job, and they had some uh, turmoil in, in internally in the band. And I showed up Saturday, and there was no band, no seats, no outdoor stage, no nothing. To find out that the band just pulled a no show for Friday and Saturday, and musicians, and I played with these guys. I sat in and played. It was great. The energy level was amazing. They, they, you know, so a couple of the guys from the band are coming to my house uh, today, and I'm wow. looking to seeing what the deal is and to see if there's, you know, we'll see. I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll keep, you know, could could lead to something pretty cool, and I won't talk much more than that right now about me and, a, wow. a, and, a, and a, an amazing group of musicians and what i want you to do and amanda look this name up and i want to push his name because he's amazing he's award-winning he's incredible he's toured with paul simon he's toured with with uh, john legend he's worked with jackson mm-hmm. brown and so many others um his name is rashid r-a-s-h-i-d rashid r-h yeah rashid r-a-s-h-i-d i-d rashid his last name is laney l-a-n-i-e Google that name. L E L A N I E. Oh, okay. Yeah. Film composer. Our, yes. That who uh, who's I was jamming with, uh, he's coming over to my house in a couple hours. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that look just so look cool. look at some of those look at some of those look at some of those things. His profile, his awards, his music. Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Wow. He's amazing. Internationally acclaimed composer and arranger, and to see That's him play, amazing. to see him play, 
And Amanda, you play keyboards to see this guy play. Yeah. Blow you away. Blow you away. Wow. Nothing he can't do. And from that Stevie Wonder to, to jazz to rock to folk to 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 barrel house, you know, Mississippi blues. He's amazing. He's amazing. Oprah, Ali McBeal. Oh wow, I was a big fan of Ali McBeal. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be in my house, Rashid Lanny, in the house in an hour and a half. Maybe we'll Woo! interview him. I'm going to set him up for an interview on our show. That'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right. That'd be so cool. Yeah. So uh, anyway. It's good to talk about what other things outside the news. I'm enjoying this. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now we can actually get into the show. Now, now we can actually have a real, you know, now, now we can kind of have a regular show. Yeah. Uh-huh. We can talk about what we really like doing. On top writing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. I never saw you as that kind of guy, but yeah. <laughs> 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 oh God! Don't get me started. Oh my God! Oh, oh. It's all coming out now, Mr. Oh. Oh. oh God! I sound like that oh. audio track. Ooh, no. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to get out and do what I really like to do. You got to pick a fight or two. <laughs> oh, another thing coming to the surface. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean about, yeah, I mean, talking about the news is one thing, isn't it? And, you know, you get into that state of commenting on it and what you feel and it bothers mm-hmm. us all. But then when you start not talking about the news, it's like, ah, fucking open yeah, up isn't the highway. Like, it, isn't it just like a sense of, uh, just like relief, like a sense of just like, Wow, we had to dive into those things, but now that we're over it, kind of like behind us, isn't it kind of like, oh, yes. I know. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. And to be honest, there was way more news that I could have covered, um, but it's like, it's a breath of fresh air to step away from it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a story I will share on the next Go ahead. Maybe not, not Friday next, show. Maybe you the, say next month? Monday. Next month? Monday. <laughs> no, not next month. Monday? Be radio news by then. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, Monday. I'll share it Monday. I'll no, share it Friday. Nathan. You can share Friday. it now if you want. Really? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Why uh, we? Go ahead. We're here. Just us. Oh. Okay, I, I, I just find it fascinating for our, especially our UK audience, because um, it's based on a uh, athlete here, a well-known athlete who was a big deal. Um, so basically, it was um, around a police officer who was charged, okay? Because uh, you guys know that um, just lately, we've had a lot of police officers being uh, attacked and um, questioned and arrested for various things. Well, it seems we've got a naughty, naughty police force at the moment. Not all of them. I'm not branding them all with the same, you know, same deal with us. Yeah, we've had our issues PC. with corrupt cops here too, remember, you know. Yeah. Needless yeah. to mention so, George Floyd. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, of course. So uh, PC Benjamin Monk, okay, has been currently on trial for the murder of uh, Dalian. I think it's Dalian or Delane. I'm not sure how they pronounce his name. Atkinson. So this was back in 2016. So he was a footballer, uh, a soccer player, as you guys know him. Um, And he played for some really big teams here in the UK, like Aston Villa, Ipswich Town and Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, so PC Benjamin and his co-worker, PC Mary Ellen Bentley-Smith, 
were called to an address after reports from uh, neighbours came in saying that he was acting strangely, shouting on the street and things like that. So when the officers arrived, PC Monk attempted to deploy his taser at Atkinson, um, opened the door of his father's home, acting erratically and claiming to be the Messiah. Uh, this, this is why I find this story really interesting. So uh, unfortunately, the taser was unsuccessful. And the PC's fear was absolutely going through the roof. Um, he moved back to the edge of the drive where he tried to load the second taser cartridge and the device mm. failed. Mm. PC Benjamin's thoughts were, shit, we're done for, you know. Um, mm -hmm. He ran for his life, which is something he had never done before in his 14-year mm -hmm. career. He said he was very, very, very scared and um, when his device failed. And... Uh, Atkinson pursued the officers down the driveway before smashing a pane of glass in his father's front door. And PC mm. Benjamin at that time was in a relationship with his co-worker. Mm -hmm. um, he wanted to protect the man inside the house. And so he aimed his taser at Atkinson for a third time. Only this time he overrode the taser system by holding down the trigger for 33 seconds, which is more than six times the standard deployment. Okay, And mm. he had never fired a taser before in his life said he had no idea how long he, he fired it for, um, mm. and, but he felt this huge relief when Atkinson fell to the ground, and he thought he was trying to get back up, so he kicked him, and he claims that he kicked him in the shoulder, but reports suggest that he was kicked in the head at least twice with the force to leave uh, imprints of, from his bootlaces. So it was said that he told his colleagues at the scene in the immediate aftermath that he had to kick him in the head, and so PC Benjamin thought it, if he got back up, that they were going to die. And on a scale of, um, you know, how deadly the kick was, it was about a four out of ten, apparently. But so, you know, this happened just after an hour after the confrontation that he told um, mm -hmm. the, the police about, you know, that he kicked in and mm -hmm. stuff. And so, unfortunately, it was within that hour later that Atkinson died in hospital. And, oh, um, no. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, after hearing the news, like, P.Z. Benjamin was just absolutely devastated. And, um, oh, God. But, oh, God. He, you know, he's yeah. still under trial for yep. all that. And, but it was just crazy about the whole Messiah thing. I just, I was picturing it in my head. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. oh, wow. Gosh. I wonder Ugh. what happened. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I should have oh, told well. that story in a in a spooky kind of way because that would have been yeah funny, it was it was it was kind of like it was kind of like uh, the second <laughs> the third yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much anyway That's like yeah. that yeah yeah <laughs> well you know what I have to say what I have to go out and I will not be back until after sundown tomorrow mm -hmm. well okay I'll make sure that you have supper on the table and uh, <laughs> thank you I'll oh give thank you a cone you. of beer. <laughs> what a what a what a what a nice internet wife you are! Thank you so much, <laughs> everybody. Right. Thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure. This is the midweek show. We're on again on Friday, and thank you for, again for everybody listening to the podcast. And um, we've enjoyed having you on board, listening to the podcast across the many channels that we are. And email us. Let us know what you think at Andy and Show at Gmail dot com. What are we uh, doing right? What are we not doing right? Um, um, you know, spread the word what we're doing here. Our listenership is increasing like, like crazy. It's it's wonderful. Great great to see. We don't know exactly what we're doing, but given that, um, hey, our numbers are really uh, are really 
impressive to us anyway. You know, we have three people listening. Yeah. It's great. Very so thankful. listen, uh, yeah, <laughs> we have three people listening <laughs> instead of two. Wonderful. What, you know, it's a one third percent increase <laughs> over, yeah, 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 over, over a year and a half. It's great. A- anyway, um, no, but really, folks, thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. Again, our number to join us live is 515-605-9888. Email show at gmail.com. Let's get out of here, Amanda. Go ahead and take us home. Absolutely. Okay, so on behalf of Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, uh, awesome co-host, and myself, Amanda Love, the quirky one here in the UK. No. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us for another show, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. It was a little serious today, but you know we still have fun doing it, and hopefully you enjoyed the information that we shared. Um, and if you feel passionate about it, call us, email us, you know, get a hold of us. Let us know. And join us again for Friday. I think we've got a guest, right, Andy? Friday? We do. Oh, my God. We should talk about that. Joe Johnson, former – no, yes, former uh, Harlem Globetrotter, uh, Washington Generals coach and manager, Harlem Globetrotters, current member and coach of the Philadelphia 76ers organization, working with the Delaware minor league team of the Philadelphia 76ers. He was on the show before. He's great. What energy. Great guy. Really knowledgeable. We'll share a, a, so much insight and some fun with the Harlem, about the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, tune in to Friday's show. Yes. And that's thanks for reminding me. That's going to be at, uh, okay. at noontime um, at West Coast, 3 p.m. on the East Coast, and of course, 8 p.m. there in the U.K. Joe Johnson, our special guest on Friday. Really looking forward to having him back on board yes absolutely okay guys well thank you again for joining us we love you and join us on friday we'll see you then folks take care take care bye you know if you see me now i'll always have six seven eight or nine Well now, pretty baby, I said, and if you go, leave me a dime for me. Let his hand run round.